Charles Leiter passed away very suddenly. The papers are missing. But I prefer to do things by the book. Doctor, he's not a well man. We're going to perform the autopsy. We will perhaps do it um, probably tonight. A gambler, you say? I know he went to Atlantic City twice. And you don't go to Atlantic City for the seaside mariner. Cecil Hunter. Anybody heard of this chap? He done the, the, the painting here. Which locker did you say you left the stuff in? And then suddenly you just see eyes through the grill. And he bolts. Duckworth! <laughs> you shot me. Oh, God, you shot me. I'm Anthony Flinders. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a history major. So if there's something you want to tell us, now's the time to tell us before things get even worse. Fallon and Roach. They're secret lovers. They needed the papers so that they could use the rights inside of it to kill whoever they wanted. And their first victim is lying on a metal table in that room. Their evil black sex magic worked. What is it that we are missing? I know that you would see it, for you are the expert librarian. Witchcraft, you know. It's all uh, a lot of nonsense, really, these trials. Is it the concept of this Atlantic City breakaway and... Desperate acts. Oh, the gambling man. Th this man has sought to monetize his discovery, his research. Sometimes the least obvious is the most obvious. Kaziah Mason was a, was a local witch. If you hear any scritching and scratching in the night, that's uh, old Brown Jenkins. I'm thinking with this Brown Jenkins, this is like the association that they have with, with the European familiar. I mean, everything has a face, even a rat. Well, everything's got a face. Yeah, I find this quite offensive, actually. You ever heard of a Hibbs Roadhouse? Anthony is, uh, he hounded Dr. Leiter night and day. I would be cautious involving him in what you're doing. Kirk here had an encounter in the morgue, although there are some strange things already that do not seem congruous with a... A cardiac arrest. And what are the eyes like? Can I ask about the I eyes? said I don't want to talk about it, goddammit. And the rumor goes that it's because Keziah Mason, with her dying breath, bestowed upon Caleb Hobhouse a terrible curse. So terrible, in fact, that no living soul has set foot in that house since his sudden and mysterious death. The Apocalypse Players present Crimson Letters A Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition Scenario by Alan Bly Starring Joseph Chance as Dr. Jonas Steinweg Dannon McAleer as Professor Duckworth Dan Wheeler as Kirk Sleep, P.I. With our special guests, Doug McAndrew as Dr. Althea Montrose and Mike Percival Maxwell as P.J. Mahoney. The keeper of arcane lore is Dominic Allen. Chapter 4 Roadhouse Bingo. Bongo. Bongo. I think it's fair to say, as soon as I hear that, I, I do share that with the rest of the group. I don't have any reason not to at this point. Mm -hmm. So, what he said. Whose car are you in, by the way? That's a good I question. I was assuming we'd flag down a, a cab or something. Oh, fine, fine. Yeah. So you squeezed into, <laughs> into, a, into an Arkham cab. Oh, God, another dead cabbie on our list. <laughs> On our roster. Oh, dear. Jesus. I wonder if I know the cabbie. 
one of my many, re- yeah, my yeah, many yeah. nephews and nieces. Well, luck. <laughs> so I, I suppose it would be fair to say there's a chance that this ma- this young chap, mania or otherwise, um, there are other things involved in these papers that he may have been wishing to... Uh, that, well, he or um, Roach may have been jealous of, you know, the alchemical formula if they believe in that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and still there is the Atlantic City opportunity that Dr. Montrose has made aware to us. Well, quite. If you can turn st- if you can turn that into gold, then your gambling worries are over. And, and sometimes it is the imagination that turns the lead into the gold, yeah? It is the refining process of the ah, symbolism. Speaking more metaphorically, but yes, perhaps. Well, metaphor and symbol- symbolism you know, th- these are friends. We are brothers, I think. They are not the same. No, they are not. But, you're, you're but right. they are friends. <laughs> PJ l- <laughs> looks at, at, at Kirk's sleep with this kind of hell look in his eyes. What the fuck are they talking about? Your your guess is as good as mine, Mahoney. <laughs> so I uh, I wonder though. You say uh, this uh, Flinders had a had a necklace and and, and it had some kind of a. Uh, a witchy uh, diagram drawn That's right, it's it? very, very witchy. Uh, that, that's exactly how I describe it, it was witchy. I'll go further and say it was satanic. Maybe uh, sat- satanic and witchy and... and but and that, it was and de- that, I agree, it was definitely made of metal. And, and that is maybe, well, maybe he is one of these, because I am Mason descendants, changed the name... And that's why he wants the papers, because it's uh, it's about his uh, his great great grandmother's or whatever's uh, fancy doodles uh, to raise up the devil or what have you. It's entirely possible. Yes, we should have checked Mahoney. whether or not he was a local lad before he got carted off to the hospital. Really, mm. Mahoney, you. Uh, I can find his address. I, I can. I'll I'll, uh, I'll go oh. to the 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 university uh, uh, records department. I'll find his address. And I'll you tell you another. Cease thing. to impress me. Another thing. Another thing. <laughs> we should uh, we should maybe do. I don't know if it's got anything to do with it, but um, just to rule it out, should we uh, maybe have a have a have a talk to this. Uh, this artist guy, this Cecil Hunter, just to see, because uh, why would uh, why would a painting of his be in the professor's uh, office? Mm. I wonder. It seems yeah. they must have some connection. This is the most, interesting. especially a student tired of a scandal and the way he seems to have been. Uh, it's the sort of detail that would be noticed. And around the, the quad with his tallywhacker swinging in the wind. <laughs> tallywhacker. Certainly, I don't know what goes on on campus here. In, American institutions, but in Glasgow University, we wouldn't uh, put up with that sort of nonsense. As I understand it, it'd be far too cold for, for one's tallywhacker to be out. Aye, well, there wouldn't be much tallywhacker showing, <laughs> given the weather we have back home. More like the Charlie Winky, am I right? You're not wrong. Something like that. <laughs> anyway, the doc- doctor, you make a good point. <laughs> so, do we, there's another, do we want to check out this, uh, the Hop House, the Hop House? Mansion out of town. Well, the well, the, ta- the, the cab driver's already. He, he's now pulling up outside it's not this far, uh, yeah. Ibs Road House. No, you're sort of on a. It's you know, it's a it's a it's a busy street uh, in downtown Arkham. Right now, there are people walking about, going about their daily business. Not hugely busy. Uh, it's sort of the tail end of the lunchtime rush, perhaps. And yeah. um, and the cabbie pulls you up in a line of cars, and uh, he says, "It'll be." It'll be uh, one dollar 
20 cents, whatever it is. Dollar 20 cents. Uh, yeah, um, oh, I, I, excuse me, gentlemen. I don't have, um, I'll cover it. I'll cover it. I can get my expenses back from the university. So I, um, I lean over to the cab driver and I say, you want to make, just make that out for $2? Sure. I'm not going to pay you $2. I'm saying just make the receipt out for $2. Well, if you pay me $2, I'll make the receipt out for $2. I'm saying, why don't you just, hey, listen, what's the big problem? This has never been a problem for me before. You say, oh, give me a blank receipt. Just give me a blank receipt. Well, I yeah, tell, tell you, you what, what, I give you, you give me $3. You give me $3, I'll give you a blank receipt. Hey, listen, I tell you what, I'll give you $2, you give him $1 change, I'll give you the $3, and you can give me the $5, which is the difference, and everybody wins. That sounds good I, I'm not me. sure for the exchange rate, but taxes seem awfully expensive over here. <laughs> <laughs> listen, uh, Joe, Joe. It's the exchange listen, rate. Uh, yeah, yeah, is, it, is it Joe? Is Joe. Listen. Uh, these these guys may be out of towners, but I ain't out of town. I've been living living here for many years. I hey, come on, you know, a dollar twenty for a taxi ride. What what is that? Uh, like half a mile up uh, uptown? Come on, I know I know the rates you guys normally charge. That's that's no more fifty cents. So I'll tell you what, we'll give you a dollar. You make out a receipt for this gentleman for two dollars, and we'll call it even. How about that? Get out of my cab. Right to whatever. Doctor is already here. Doctor Steinberg is following her very swiftly, looking very embarrassed. Good deal. We got a free taxi ride. <laughs> so Hibbs Roadhouse is yeah. It's it's got a kind of alleyway next to it that's you know cloistered with bins, overflowing bins and. Um, very narrow alleyway. The window is, it looks like a normal kind of cafe, really. Uh, like a, like a milk bar. And, uh, there's a couple of people sat in the window, you know, at the, at the bar, drinking milkshakes, cups of coffee. And when you go in, there's, it's, it's a relatively small place. There's a, there's a long bar. There's, you know, they sell a bit of food. Mainly coffee and milkshakes, and um, and you know sandwiches, and then there's some little tables, and there's a there's a little sort of bead curtain that presumably goes to the toilet back there or whatever, and the back door. There's a door to the side that is sort of down a few steps, and there's a door which presumably leads out into the alleyway. There's a young woman who is the sort of the waitress there, and she sort of gestures to you with her. She inclines her head as you as you walk, ding ding ding, as you walk through the door. If I if I've been here because I sort of thought it was good if he was a bit of a regular here. Does he know the girl or is that a luck roll or something? A regular here. Hmm. Well, not necessarily a regular, but I think well, he does have a bit of a drink problem. So yeah, in that case, yeah, let's have a luck roll. Maybe you've never been here in the day. So oh, well, it's nineteen twenty, <clears throat> but it is prohibition times. Yeah, yeah. Right now. Just to see if I know, more to see if I know her. It's entirely possible I've been in none of that staff are here, you know, obviously. Hmm. Um, 19. Well, 19, so yeah, that's a success. Uh, yeah, you maybe don't know her that well. No. Uh, you think her see. name is Lucy. Okay. Ah. She's blonde. Uh, she's for a waitress. You know, she's she she looks like she's she always looks like she's going out on the town, mm. but she's a bit 
if you, any interactions you've had with her, you know she's a bit of a sort of, you know, she's a bit rough around the edges. Right, right. <laughs> she's had an interesting past, perhaps. Yes. In which case, I'd like to go up to her and say, Ah, uh, hello, Lucy. Yes? Uh, how does she talk? Oh, hi. Oh, hello. it's uh, Monty, right? Yes, Monty, that's right. I never uh, forget the face. <laughs> I know you don't. Oh, very yeah, good. Very that good. makes one of you, especially <laughs> oh, yeah. one that reflects my own. Oh, I think I've forgotten mine somewhere. <laughs> oh, no. Um, anyway, um, well, I'll have the usual Philly cheese steak and uh, uh, the the hardest of milkshakes, uh, perhaps some cognac. Um, but, um, oh, a Philly cheese steak. Oh, yeah, I hate you. Any, anything, anything for you, gentlemen and and lady? I'd, uh, I'd like, uh... Well, I shall have whatever everyone else is having. I wonder if you could, uh, perhaps uh, provide me with a, a Coca-Cola with a twist. She tenses slightly hmm. and says, uh, You want a Coca-Cola with a twist? If you'd be so kind. Myself and my companions. She sort of looks out the window slightly. All right, but make it quick. Listen, um, just uh, drink your drinks and then meet me in the alleyway. Five minutes. No problem. Thank you. I have no idea what I just asked for. <laughs> Excited. And also, she has no idea what our drinks are. Only there's one coming. I, I don't understand. Whatever you did, it seemed to have very effective. Well, well done. done, well done. I go to shake Mahoney by the hand, <laughs> but then, I, oh, but then I stop myself. I stop myself at the last moment. Let's take a table, shall we? Yes. Nice, nice work, Mahoney. I tell you what, I, I'm gonna go scope out the alleyway in advance. I'll see you all out there in five minutes. This is a good idea. Good idea. Good idea, sleep on you. Um, I, um, I sit down at the table and I pull my mask half up. You can't see my anything of that, but you just see this horribly sort of purple, scarred chin, <sighs> like twisted gash for a mouth, and I just make mincemeat of the Philly cheesesteak. I'm really, really glad I've left the restaurant because that would have been a sanity roll for me and a bout of insanity. I'm just, I'm slurping down the old half cognac, half peanut oh, yeah. milkshake. Oh, fucking hell. All dripping down. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, so, uh, so Kirk sleep, you, you step outside and you pop into the alleyway. It is a very narrow alleyway. It ends in a, a kind of chain link fence. It's very high with barbed wire. Your classic, your classic Hollywood alleyway. The steam coming from somewhere as well. So just drifting up. Um, and you can see the back door of Hibbs Roadhouse. Well, that's a class, one particular city where that happens, isn't it? I can't remember. Is it Detroit where they've something about, Something about the arch- the architecture of the city that means steam constantly comes out of the sewer vents. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which city it is. We learnt it, Joseph, when we were in did space. Did they tell us that? In Detroit, did they have that? That that phenomena is happening here. It's happening. Yeah. Arkham, obviously. Arkham. That's, Arkham that's, where it is. that's what they said, yeah. All the time. So, yeah, it's very filmic back here. But mainly stinks of garbage and... Um, and you can hear somewhere 
a rat scuttling around. You can't see it, though. You never do, do you? Can I do a spot hidden just to see if there's anyone hiding in a locker? Yeah. Oh, God, that's bad. I failed that. So, yeah, you, uh, you don't see anything. Could always push the roll. Cars go past. Boom, boom. There are cars parked on the road at the end of the alleyway. And you don't see anyone. But you can't help but feel that you're being watched. Yeah, I, so I'm going to go and um, uh, sort of stagger over to one of the garbage cans and uh, and pretend like I'm I'm sort of vomiting. <laughs> Wait, what time is it? <laughs> it's just middle of the afternoon. I'm actually vomiting. Perfectly reasonable in Arkham, I'd say. Around him. Um, yeah, I'm going to do that like, as if I've had a dodgy milkshake. <laughs> so just as an excuse to get to move down the alleyway a bit and get a different angle on it, I'm going to go down and... We have to keep Kirk alive. The rest of us can all die. We have to have another <laughs> adventure with Kirk sleep because he's such a fucking liability. <laughs> <laughs> so I go down there and I hover by the bin and I, I vomit just so I can sort of get another angle on it, look around and like... And then... And I pass my spot hidden. I pass, just regular pass. That's a terrible cover. There is some... As you're sort of coming back up... He's not very good at it. Wiping your mouth. I will draw attention to myself in order that I can be more (laughs) surreptitious. Yeah. 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 Hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You see a... um, you see a, a a car is parked just a bit further down the main drag there. You can see it from the angle you're at now. And you're sort of looking diagonally across the road as you come up wiping your mouth. Hmm. And there are two men sat in the car. And uh, one of them is reading the paper. The other is smoking out the window of the driver's side. And the one smoking is looking seemingly quite intently in your direction. You're not sure if they're looking at you or the roadhouse, but they're clearly watching what's going on. Okay. I, uh... Fine. Fine. I, um... I turn turn my back on the car and slip my... my gun out of my holster and into my jacket pocket so I can hold it. Mm-hmm. So my hand is in my pocket but holding the gun... Hmm. Um, and then I just turn around so that basically I'm, I'm I'm holding the gun, but they can't see me holding the gun. I've just got my my hand in my jacket pocket, as far as they're concerned. Okay, and I just I just wait. And the rest of you, uh, is there anything you're doing in the meantime besides drinking your drinks? Do you want to tell me about the drinks? Yeah, um, they are seemingly just normal milkshakes. Slightly disappointed. <laughs> oh, it's just a milkshake then, right, to see. I thought that was a special code. I mean, mine's got a lot of booze in it, but that's because I requested it. <laughs> what? Give me a taste of your <laughs> shit, bastard. <laughs> Cognac and peanut butter. Hello. So, um, uh, gentlemen, uh, uh, ladies, Dr. Steinweg, uh, Dr. Montrose, uh, I don't know if uh, this is the kind of situation you've been in before, but uh, it's uh, it's all best to... Uh, Keep a low profile, keep it low-key, uh, just nod and smile and... Yes, I, I'm 
Not always very good at that sort of thing, but I'll take your advice <laughs> nonetheless. It's, um, it's a clandestine, it's a clandestine approach. It's very exciting. This is the problem. It runs counter to its intuition. What you got to remember mm-hmm. uh, is is the the people that are the people that are in charge of uh, these sorts of operations. Uh, uh, they uh, they make a lot of money. They make a lot of money out of. Uh, uh, illegal activities, and uh, they don't usually take too kindly to be uh, to being examined or questioned, or if people run their mouths off too much, they 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 don't like it too much. So you know, why oh, couldn't care less? It's fine. Steinberg actually mm-hmm. takes a notebook out and starts making notes. And they probably wouldn't like it if they saw you taking notes while uh, <laughs> while you were with them. They they might think you. I'm just taking notes of you because this is fascinating. I'm very interested uh, in your in your confidence don't, persona. Don't draw don't 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 draw attention to yourself. Oh, this is drawing attention. I see. I see. Don't don't make them think that you're examining them. Don't 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 let them think that you're uh, what is it you call it? Uh, uh, interviewing them, uh, analyzing them, or whatever yeah, it is you say. I understand. Analyze without being the analyst. They don't like that. They just like people to sit quiet and keep their mouth shut. We'll just sit quietly here. You can have your wee chat out in the alleyway, and we can get on to the next bit as quickly as possible. How about that? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sl- slightly concerned about our friend's sleep, um, only because of his behaviour earlier. I might um, pop out the front for a smoke and just see if I've. Uh, can well, if you finished your you, if you finished your drinks, you can. Yeah. She did say, "Wait, meet her in the alleyway." So, I yeah. don't know if you are you all going, or you, is it just? Well, I didn't necessarily think that I was. Think, uh, uh, we should all. We should all go. Well, I have not finished oh, my milkshake yet. So, yeah. well, drink up. Well, five minutes. Uh, they like people to be punctual. Why don't you go and join? I'll drink this. You join him in the anime, and we will join you in the in one moment. <laughs> I'll, I'll, um... <laughs> I'll drink it up. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna pop out the front for a smoke, just to mm-hmm. make sure that there isn't anything, anyone l- looking suspicious or sleep from Kirk sleep. <laughs> Yeah, there's a yeah. man in the bins who uh, sort of leaning there with his hand in his pocket, sick down his front. <laughs> Look, his hand like this. Yeah. <laughs> You're like Nick Cage in the remake, in the Werner Herzog remake of Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, not only am I a local, but I'm also very distinctive. So there's no point in me sneaking around. So I'm just going to stand yeah. up in front of the shop and have a cigarette. And just see if I can see anything, anyone yeah. following or anything like um, Well, you can give me a spot hidden if you like. Yeah. Um, this this may be while the others go out to the alleyway. I don't know what the decision was there. Well, you'd have to come out the front to go to the alleyway anyway. So. Oh, I anyone. see, I see. Okay. Um, ooh, four. Fucking hell. That was a good roll. Four. On, you, uh, you've been running really well for Six on spot hidden. <laughs> You also notice the uh, the guys in the car. And as you come out, you see the one that's smoking, sort of, he flicks his cigarette out the window and he nudges the guy with the newspaper and the newspaper sort of comes down an inch and he looks at you too. You notice he's got uh, a glass eye mm. and he just sort of looks at you uh, and carries on reading the paper. Peter Falk? And the other Peter guy, Falk, is that you? The other guy lights up <laughs> another cigarette. 
In which case, I immediately, as the others pass me, I just, uh, I pull my mask completely off. So it's nothing but, like, sort of eyeless, lidless eyes and a purple mass of a face. Surely that's a sanity roll for everyone. And I just light a cigarette and stare at the car. In solidarity with the glass-eyed fellow, you know. Not really. Yeah, does, it, does everyone else see this? Uh, I mean, I'm not doing it to draw their attention. I'm doing it sort of... I'm not sure how we could miss it, to be honest. draw most people's attention that anyone needs you. Where's that man's Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. I think you put your damn face on. You want to get everybody... Staring. I don't want to be. I don't want to be ableist, but that's quite a sight, isn't it? Well, when you see it without the mask, I think it's quite obvious that it's not a bear attack that did that. Right, it's something else, and it's not a fire. I, I feel comfortable making a sanity at all. Fucking <laughs> hell! He's too fascinated to not look. Yeah. 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 So those are sanity rolls if you see his face because I, I 46 I pass I pass it's not a normal injury and it's, yeah no I failed that sanity roll just I, I think there's a, think there's a horrible echo for, for Jonas Steinweg perhaps uh, we're yet to hear what PJ Mahoney's take on things is but for Steinweg it's almost like he's back in the room again back in Leiter's office and those burning eyes spring to mind and, there, and now there are these two sort of the opposite is being presented. Two living eyes in a massive, in a dead, horrified, face. yeah, exactly, mm. burnt, mm. dead flesh. And again, Doctor Montrose is looking at you, going, "What was that?" And, and, and <laughs> don't uh, stare. Mm? She's so hard. Oh? She is. She is so hard. As Montrose is, is <laughs> unflappable. Oh, you poor man. But I think you poor man. So um, I don't know what my I don't know what my reaction is, but it isn't pleasant. So who, sorry, who failed there? Just, just Mike. Oh, and, and Steinway. Uh, so you both lose two sanity points for, uh, seeing Duckworth's true form. Oh my God, it's the most I've lost. Um, <laughs> that's proper friendly fire. Isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue on blue. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it certainly merited that for sure. <laughs> yeah. So you gather in the, in the alleyway and, um, oh, and sorry, those guys, let's, uh, let's see how they cope with that. Yeah, P- PJ kind of studies, staggers back. God damn it, Duckworth, put your damn face on. You want to <laughs> have everyone staring at us? We want to try to keep a low, low profile. attention to it. PJ, this is my face, as well you know. <laughs> Ironically, he has the very definition of a low profile. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drawing, a, you're drawing attention to us? Jeez, what happened to you? Somebody hit your face with a brick? No, uh, a bad time camping. Out near Ross's corners. So yeah, he nudges the guy again. This time his his cigarette just drops into his lap. They they similarly have a bad time of it. So you go you go into the uh, into the alleyway and uh, gather by the back door of the um It's sort of up a few steps, so it's sort of like a raised or red metal door um of Hibbs Roadhouse which suddenly flies open <laughs> and this Lucy woman stood there uh in her waitress outfit in sort of high heels she sort of quite imposing she's sort of towering over you from this sort of raised platform 
And she looks down at you and she pulls out a gun. And she points it at PJ and she says, All right, you better start talking about how you know that phrase and why you said it. Let us in and we can converse. Well, we can converse just fine here. Where did you get that? I think you might want to sit down. We got I'm good. Bad news for you about uh, about uh, your acquaintance, uh, the professor. Yeah, I know. Chuck's dead. It's a heart attack. Well, why don't you tell me something I don't know? Maybe, uh, maybe. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Maybe, what do you got to do with it? Maybe it wasn't a heart attack after all. Not a heart attack. So what was it? Well, that's what we're trying to find out. I knew something was up because they wouldn't let me see the body. All I wanted to do was pay my last respects and they said no. Sure, sure. I know they got that body on campus. I know they're up to something with it. I knew it won a heart attack. They're keeping they're keeping it low. They're keeping it on the lowdown because they don't want people to know what really happened. But they've asked us to find out. And uh, we found the we found the the matchbook that he kept for you, Lucy, for you. Yeah, that's my matchbook, all right. We know he cared a great deal about you. All right. I think we better have a conversation. Listen, Lucy, before we uh, before we move on from this place, are they your friends in a the car there? What friends? Don't look. Don't look now. Down the end of the alley, there's a car. Two gentlemen there, one reading the paper, one smoking a cigarette. They're watching us. They're your friends? They see you, did they? Uh, yeah, they see all of us. Oh, shit. They're your friends? They ain't no friends of mine. Well, you tell us about them so we know what to do about it. Just uh, keep out of their way is all. I'll have to do some fast talking. You want me to look after them? I'll tell you what, Lucy, fast talking, now that is what I'm good at. <laughs> I think if you take care of them, it's like when you kill a wasp. You kill a wasp, it attracts more wasps, you know? Until you kill all the wasps. I don't think you can kill every wasp in that hive. It's a big hive. I'm willing to give it a good try. I don't know, you got it in. I think wasps have a nest. I think it's bees you're thinking of that got a hive. Oh, Mahoney, like I say, you never cease to impress me. I'm amazed you never progressed, detective. <laughs> Do I look like a goddamn entomologist? I don't know, you tell me. What does an entomologist look like? <laughs> like, uh, like that guy. She points the, she points the gun at Dr. Steinbeck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he looks like an etymologist. He looks like an etymologist. He doesn't look anything like an entomologist. Well, if he looks like an etymologist, he's probably the one to say whether he looks like one maybe, or not. Maybe you're a lepidopterist. I don't know. <laughs> My uh, eyes are just fine as they are. Definitely shouldn't touch him. Something might fall off. <laughs> Surely what we should be doing is we should be finding out whether we should need to follow those two men. Or not. I'd keep out of their way if I was Are you. Are from Atlantic City, perhaps? Yeah. How'd you know well, it's that? it's just a hunch. I've been hanging out with Mr. Mahoney and Mr. Sleep, and I'm beginning to get the hang of the USA hunch. 
<laughs> yeah, well, they give me a hunch, all right. Yeah, they ain't uh, Nucky Thompson's men, I say. All right, listen, come in quick. We'll talk downstairs, and then you can skedaddle. Nothing would give us greater pleasure. She holds the door open for you, and just inside the door, there's sort of steps up to a door that leads clearly into the juice bar that you've been in. And then the steps down that probably Duckworth knows leads into the speakeasy. Um, I st- I'm going to stay outside. You coming or what? I'm going to stay out here, keep my eye on these guys in the car. Don't get into trouble with them, okay? Kirk, perhaps said I'm be getting into one, trouble. Of, one of us stayed here. Um, just so it's, you're a very imposing figure, you see. Um, I know, that's why I think I should stay here. Ooh, and you ain't? Wow. <laughs> in a different manner, I suppose, yes. Um, if one of us is staying, I'd just rather it was someone who, no offence, Kirk, hasn't shot someone already today. I'm not going to be confrontational. I just want them to know that they're watching us, we're watching them. Excellent. Well, I trust you, and we'll have a session later on. <laughs> I, well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> so are the rest of you going downstairs? I guess so, yeah. CJ's definitely going down. Yeah, it's invited. So it's just sleep that's staying outside. I like to work alone. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, okay. Hey, hey s- sleep. Uh, listen, if anything happens, you just hollow, okay? We'll come running. Sure thing, Mahoney. Hey, hey, listen, Mahoney. You know, I know we got a lot of uh, academic types don't necessarily know how to conduct an investigation, but I trust you, you know, and this Lucy... This Lucy Broad, she knows something, and I trust you to get it out of her. We'll see what we can find out. Um, All right. But no, yeah. Don't don't do anything stupid while you're out here. Never do. Never do. (laughs) Never do, my ass. Do you think, Duckworth, do you think sleep will be all right up there alone? No. Definitely not. I don't. Um, <laughs> in fact, this is why I was trying to convince him to let me stay outside instead. Do you think one of us should stay with him? Well, I, I yes, I do. Um, he seems to be rather annoyed with me, but I'm, I'm willing to attempt it anyway, if you think you can get what you need out of her. Well, well maybe I should go up there with him, and three of you yes. should come down here. Since you know the place, I don't... Excellent, excellent, yes. Um, do just keep an eye on him. Pretend you need a smoke or something. Don't make it obvious, but I'm worried slightly about his psychological well-being. Also, also, <laughs> uh, I, I have to say this to you, uh, uh, and, and he's, he's almost shaking when he says this. Uh, and he says, Ich weiß nicht, aber du bist ein lebender Geist. Yeah? To, to you said you said this before in in in, uh, in your language, uh, Geist. I must go up. I must go up now. Uh, but yeah, you are the living ghost. But I saw. But I saw it there in Lighter's office. You you said you saw it behind me. I know. But then again. There is all that cocaine you've been taking. I'm sorry to bring it up again in a seemingly crass manner. But uh, what are you saying? In this is cocaine. A substance in the way you it's have been can induce a kind of psychosis and bring on delusions of various kinds. Oral visual. I mean, this is, yeah, of course, there have been I, rare I don't studies. I mean to diminish your experience, Doctor. I'm merely pointing out it may be 
drug-induced entirely <laughs> because we're not going to believe any supernatural nonsense. I think, it's just I think, he, I think he flushes at this. You yeah. people talk a hell of a lot. And says, well, now I, now I do need some air. You of all people, Dr. Montrose. No, 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 no. I'm not... That's fine. Well, at least we've got the uh, the maniac and the coke head outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean, what choice do we have? We got the, the English broad. We got the man, guy with a melted face. We got the coke head and we got the crazy person. Yes. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm really not any English broad of anything. English name. Whatever. Mr. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, I'm neither of those things either. I, I am a woman of property, burdened with property, but not a husband. Uh, believe me, do- but, uh, Dr. Montrose is as far from my native Tunbridge Wells as Timbuktu. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, she's certainly not English. Tunbridge um, Timbuktu? I have no idea what you're talking about. Quite as, all right. I forgive your as, ignorance, Mr. Mahoney. It's, as you're having this conversation going down the stairs, you come out into this sort of... It, it's the speakeasy, like, out of out, like, it's empty. The lights are kind of low and... Uh, you know, there's a little cabaret stage and there's a little bar and there's little tables, beer barrels that you can kind of sit on. You know, it's all very rough and ready, but it's it's empty. And she sort of sits down and lights up and she goes, Will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> what are you talking about? Who cares about Timbuktu? Nothing at all, dear. Nothing at all. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> now, I think... You'd like to have a wee chat about your friend, Chuck. Yes? All right. First of all, I need to know, what do you got? What's your horse in this race? We're looking for the papers, the Hobhouse papers, uh, those in relation to the Salem witch trials. Uh, Chuck was uh, working on these documents at the university, and uh, they would appear to have gone missing. Yes. And, uh, well, we know that he had certain vices. As, as, as for our horse, or, or our horse is the truth. Um, we'd want to find the papers, but we we don't have a an affiliation, if you like. No, indeed. I'm just a librarian. To be blunt, I have no idea what I'm doing here, but I shall do my best. I'm just a faceless psychiatrist, and I'll do the same. Listen, so you're working for you you you're working for the. For Miskatonic University, right? Well, uh... well, yes, yes. Yeah, here's 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 the deal. Here's the deal, Lucy. We want to find out what happened to him. We want to find out what really happened because the sure as hell ain't one one no heart attack. And we think these papers had something to do with that. We think that, uh, well, you can you can maybe help us out with this. We think that maybe he he lost the papers. In in a game of game of poker, a game of blackjack, something like that, and he was trying to get them back. But somebody, somebody got to him first, and that's what we're trying to find out. And if we can get those papers back, that'll point us in the right direction to uh, to who did him in. Well, so you think he was murdered? It's looking that way. It is looking that way, and it certainly wasn't a heart attack. I've seen his body only a couple of hours ago. Nothing about it. Is, says cardiac arrest. Hmm. Well, uh, that doesn't surprise me in the least. He was, uh, he was getting pretty, pretty worried for a while there. He, 
I just told him he was paranoid, but I don't know, maybe he wasn't. You and he were close, yeah? Probably too close. I'll be honest, uh, I knew I was just a bit on the side. That's what I always am, but I don't know, Chuck was real sweet and things got twisted up. I I fell for him and I know I shouldn't have done because if he ever found out, well, that'd be the end of it for me. So I never told him how I really felt. Well, a little... That's a little... I, I, I'm, I'm not as young as I was. I, I've, I've seen a bit. I've I been married for a long time. And me and my wife, we, we loved each other very much. I was... Uh, broke my heart when she passed. But I got my kids. I got my grandkids. Uh, you know, I can see a little bit of her in them. But I know what it is. What it is when a, a man loves a woman. And uh, I think maybe... Uh, Maybe you, you should give him a bit more credit for that because uh, he kept little things, little things about you, and I can tell they were close to his heart. So I. Well, that's real nice to hear, Mister. I. But 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 wait a moment. I I I wasn't aware the professor was married. There's been no mention of a oh, wife or spouse. He ain't married, no. So if you were his bit on the side, might there have been someone? else that was uh, more important to him? The only thing that was more important to him than, than me was the gambling. Ah, Atlantic City and all that. He took me there once. Yeah. Twice, uh, twice actually. June and August this year. But August was bad. He, he, he lost big. And he left. He was owing money all over the place. But, well, there we are, Mr. Mahoney. How, how did you know about the gambling? Well, it was uh, his rival. You know, word gets around. Mr. Roach. Maybe he wasn't as discreet about it as uh, as he should have been. Oh, I didn't pay much attention to the details, but I, 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 I know he ran a kind of book racket, I think. I think it was books. Wow. What, like a bookie? Like a bookmaker? No, no, like, uh, like antique books. Immediately. Like, Literally. Yeah. He, books. He'd get the books. He was the man who got the books, and then he'd he'd get some guy to forge them, and then um, and then he'd sell them on. To forge them? Who was this guy that he got to forge them? Do you know this guy's name? Uh, oh, let me think. Yeah, well, there was the... He got real pally with, with Juan. He said he was the best he'd ever worked with. I think he was a student that got kicked out of MU f- a few years back. His name was... I can't remember his name. Cecil something. Cecil? Uh, yeah, Cecil yeah, it Hunter. Been, it could have been something like that. He had a kind of yeah. like a, a kind of name, you know, like not a hard guy name. Yeah, like a Cecil name. I know. C- Cecil is Cecil. Oh, and the other guy is... Um, oh, the other guy's real sweet. Uh, Abner Wick. He's a real nice man. Uh, it didn't forge for him, but he, uh, he, he'd move stuff for him if, you know, if he couldn't himself. Yeah. So, Lucy, what, what, what do you mean is that he got these rare books and then engaged talented artists to make forgeries, to make copies of? Yeah. And then he'd get people like, uh, I got his business card somewhere. He gave it to me once. Hang on. And she goes through her purse and she comes out with this business card. And she says, yeah, he, Relied on Abner an awful lot, especially especially towards the end. Might it have been that they engaged one of these people to make a copy 
of the Hop House papers, who he, which he then passed on to someone, thinking that they were getting the uh, the authentic article, as it were, and uh, perhaps they realised it was not, and uh, there were consequences. I don't know, Mister Mahoney. It seems I'm playing detective here, but I can't help but think yeah, that it, uh, it sure does. these things maybe connect a forger. Is suddenly upon the scene engaged. Listen, I don't, I don't know the details. I only know the outline. But, I mean, if you wanted to know more details, then I'd speak to Mr. Wick. He's very approachable and, you know, he understands how to get... you know some of the clients then that uh, Chuck had? Uh, I mean, I do imagine if someone finds out they're double-crossed, they would not be happy. All I know is towards the end he was... He was getting a bit crazy. He wanted to skip town. I think something had gone real sour for him. Maybe, mm. maybe someone worked out it was a forgery. Maybe. Aye, well, it sounds maybe it's that way. He was frightened by the sounds of it. Frightened for his life and, uh, and then he winds up dead. So, um. Yeah. When you was in, uh, in Atlantic City. He lost, he lost heavy, lost big. Yeah. You know, uh, anyone in particular that was uh, maybe uh, looking to put the squeeze on him to get their money back? There. Yeah, well... Uh, or did he pay out his his dues when he was there? I, I, I don't know what drove him so crazy. I, I mean, I know he lost bad, but... There was other things, too. There was this creepy little college kid hanging around. He'd hang around the house and, like, the neighborhood um, just before he died. And Long blonde hair, this boy. Yeah. Anthony Flinders is his name. Yeah, we met him. He's a creep. We met him. We met him. We didn't think much of him, neither. Uh-huh. You can, you can give me a... Anyone listening to this thing actually can give me a psychology... Mm. Don't know if such things, but... Not, not quite a hard success. No, success, but... What is the base psychology? Nine, ten. Ten. I'll spend three points of luck. I rolled a 13. Okay. Well, uh, as you all succeeded... If a hard success would uh, improve the information that... that, that no, be given, not then... really. No, no, no. Not worth it. Oh, did you all... Oh, fuck. Yeah. I'll, no bother. Yeah, spend no. <laughs> um, the, she's... This talk of uh, what was eating him, mm -hmm. uh, whether he owed... Owed money or... Yeah, I'm trying to kind of wheedle some more information of her. Yeah, she's, there's something she's not saying. Uh, mm -hmm. She's talked about this Anthony Flinders guy, but that's not... It doesn't sound like that's what she really wants to get off her chest. Okay. But you'll, 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 need, a, you'll need to try and draw her out a bit more. Okay. Somehow. So, um... Lucy. Lucy. When, uh, when you was in uh, Atlantic City, is there... Uh, is that when things started to go go south? Is that when he started to start behaving oddly, or was it something maybe that happened here in Arkham? The weird behavior started when we got back. He kept saying he was being followed. And I told him it was that Anthony Flinders kit, but he said it wasn't just him. But No. Who did who did he say it maybe was? Uh, I don't know. He he wasn't making a whole lot of sense. Listen, listen, I, we we are we are at the early stages of the investigation here, as they say, anything, anything that we, we can have, even if it seems trivial, even if it seems uh, like it ain't connected to nothing, uh, 
you know, if it turns out to be nothing, we just throw it, throw it in the bin. We forget about it. But, uh, you know, sometimes I always say sometimes the least obvious thing is the most obvious. <laughs> so even if there's something that seems like it's completely out, you know, maybe it means something. I don't know. Give, give me a persuade roll. Sure. Persuade is not great. Come on. Oh, yes, I made it. Hey! 23. <laughs> she says, um, I... There is something. I... He's not the only one who's scared, mister. He... Those mooks out there, they're from Atlantic City. Yeah, he, he borrowed money from a mob boss, and, well, they came looking to collect. Anyway, they come and ask me about him. I I tell them he's dead, died of a heart attack. But they're saying that he maybe faked his death to avoid the debts or something. Anyway, they, they said their boss was suspicious because there ain't been no funeral. Well, they, they didn't hurt me, but no, they made it pretty clear that if it turns out I've been lying to them, that, you know. Listen, Lucy, you, do, you, you don't need to worry about that. That's not, that's not something that needs to concern you. But it does, because if they don't believe me, but they're going to come back, and they're going to keep coming back. We, they keep watching the joint. We're going to have a word with them. We've gonna, seen the body. This gentleman here, this, gentleman, this lady here, they have seen... They have been to the morgue and they have seen our, our poor dear professor's dead body lying, yes. lying cold on, on, on the morgue table there. Sad as it was, perhaps we can be of some use to you in that regard. you got to be real careful with these guys. They mean business. Who is it they work for? I, I, I don't know who they work for, but I know their names. There's a Mr. Oaks and a Mr. Shaughnessy. Oaks and Shaughnessy. Sound like they're from an Irish gang. I think they might be. Okay, well, listen, I uh, I got a couple of contacts out of the precinct. Uh, I can maybe uh, ask a couple of questions, see if I can find out who it is that they work for, and uh, uh, I can maybe make uh, make contact with somebody in uh, in Atlantic City and get uh, get get some uh, some real uh, proper information across to them, so that they're not laboring under this uh, this misapprehension that. Uh, our uh, dear professor is actually up alive and, and while I'm walking about because all right. Yeah. Well, thank you then. Listen, you, you um, don't don't you worry, don't you worry your your little head about nothing. We'll we'll uh we'll get all these uh we gotta uh, get all these ducks in a row. Everything gonna be fine. All right, all right then. Is there anything else you can tell us? I think I told you everything I know. Okay. Sure. He didn't leave any of his things here, I suppose, that might be of any use to us. No. Not that I know of. Not to worry. But, yeah, honestly, I, I guess this, this, what was his name? Cecil? Mm. I, I think he was the, he's the, uh, the forger, I think. Yes. Yeah, he kept saying he needed to visit. Yes, yeah, Cecil, that's it. And then there's, and then there's Mr. Wick. He, he he knows an awful lot. He's a smart man. And he's a kind man. And I'm sure he'll help you out. Um, I, I met him once or twice socially. A real old-fashioned gentleman, you know. Is he an old, older gentleman? Yeah. 
yeah, he's a he's a he's a softy, really. He's a big guy, but he's a softy. You know, I I'm not sure I'm his type, kind of thing. My darling, I'm sure you're every every smart guy's type. Well, listen, t- take his card, and maybe he can help you. What about this Cecil? You know, and you know where we can find him? Any idea? I know, I got no idea. You, you'd have to. I don't know. We I can. guess I guess Charles probably kept a, a, a an address book or or some such. Yeah, don't worry about that. We can we can we can get to the bottom of that. Listen, All right. Uh, thank you, thank you again. I, uh, uh, Doctor Professor, is there anything else you wanna? No, no, I don't think so. Listen, you've been very helpful, Lucy, and I, and I am sorry for your loss. But we'll do our best to get these thugs off your back. I'm sure Mr. Mahoney can sort it out for you. That'd be real kind. Absolutely. All right. And if you ever fancy a free session, of course, that's on me. Lovely cheesesteak, as always. I get up and start to leave. <laughs> the sessions ain't free, mister. <laughs> oh, I, I meant from me to you, but yes, of course. Uh, uh, well, I don't know what I'd get out of that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and she shows you up. Meanwhile, in the alleyway, we've... We discussed our plan. Right. So I am. Um, so we um we slowly sort of approach the car. As they see you crossing the street, they get out of the car. Is it obvious whether they're armed? They're holding weapons? It's not obvious. <laughs> but they get up okay. and they're wearing long coats, they're wearing fedoras. Yeah, I bet they are. So uh, I walk up and I say, so, fellas, uh, I don't know whether you're working for the meatball munching mafiosos or the Guinness slurping those something-somethings, but uh, either way, either way, the Bavarians are here now. This is crowd territory. So you good-for-nothing, two-bit hoodlums better skedaddle. The, the guy with the glass eye, the older one, turns to the taller, younger one, and he says, My hearing's not so good as it used to be, Mr. Oaks. Did he just threaten us? And Mr. Oaks just Uh. stares at you. (laughs) And cracks his knuckles. (laughs) I don't think it'd be very wise threatening us when all we're doing is enjoying a cigarette next to our car. Well, why don't we all just enjoy a smoke together? What about that, uh, what about that Steinweg? Yeah, of course. So is this the Bavarian man who's running the gaff? And I, I, I swing my cane over dramatically and lean on it <laughs> in a cavalier fashion from something like 20 years ago in terms of, uh, in terms of kind of drama. Hey, so Steinweg, yeah, looks like you won, looks like you won that bet. I made out like this was a couple of goombas, but you were right. This uh, this is the Irish mob. Uh, I've always been lucky when it comes to the Irish. What can I say? You know, we have a special relationship, do we not? So listen, fellas, who's uh, who are you working for? Because as far as I'm concerned, this is uh, this is a German patch now. We're not interested in your patch. What's your business at the Hibs Roadhouse? What's your business at the Hibs Roadhouse? 
We're just concerned business affiliates who've come along to make sure that everything's running smooth. Oh, looks like everything's running smooth to me. Steinbeck, did you get a nice shake in there? I got a lovely shake in there. It doesn't appear to be any problem. I guess if you... Concerned about your business, you can move right along. But the, the well, shake was got a nice shake in there. Mister Oaks can give you a nice shake out here if you're not careful. <laughs> Isn't that right, Mister Oaks? Is that sexual? He just stares at you. Sounds pretty. Uh, sounds pretty racy to me. So uh, come on, we're all friends here. Who's your boss? That don't concern you. Atlantic City always concerns the Bavarian. Doesn't it concern me? And when I say that, I just move my hand in my pocket so it's clear that there's a there's a gun in my pocket. He looks at Mr. Oaks and goes, well, it's quite apparent we're dealing with the big boys here. <laughs> Mr. Oaks just stares at you. Well, I don't know what it is you've got yourselves wrapped up in. No doubt Mr. Leiter owed you some money as well, did he? Something like that. Well, perhaps we can all get to the bottom of this ourselves then. So listen, I'm, uh, our, our, uh, our boss is less concerned with having his debt settled as getting to the bottom of, uh, the situation surrounding Mr. Leiter's death. So maybe we could help each other out. You're in the business of settling a debt, I understand. That's right. But we don't believe for one second that Charles Leiter's actually dead. Well... I can tell you, unfortunately, for a fact that he is. Can you prove it, though? Mr. Oaks likes to see proof. Mr. Oaks stares at you. Can I prove it? I can tell you that I've seen his body myself. Can I prove it? I don't know whether I can. I can tell you his body is laid out to rest at Miskatonic University Morgue. He's at the morgue, is he? That's right, but I wouldn't recommend you look at it. Oh, I think I want to look at it. Well, maybe I could take you there, but I might need something in return. Like, maybe you want to tell me who you're working for. Why do you want to know who I'm working for? Because I want to know what we got ourselves mixed up in. I work for Mr. Oaks. And Mr. Oaks works for me. Oh, that sounds like uh, an excellent cooperative. Isn't that right, Mr. Oaks? And Mr. Oaks leans down to you and says... I'm self-employed. <laughs> that makes two of us. Steinbeck, what, what do you say about this situation? I'm not so sure that uh, I understand. Leiter owed you money? He owes the organization we represent money. $11,000 of it, to be precise. $11,000. Let me ask you a question. Did he uh, leave anything with you by way of collateral? I wish that were the case, but he did not. Is this in your, uh, this is, uh, you find this is good practice to let someone run up a debt of $11,000 without leaving any kind of collateral? Does this work well for you? It all happened very quickly, I understand. Did it now? Mr. Oaks and I are not responsible for the lending of money. Mr. Oaks and I are responsible for the collecting of money. 
Well, that's very interesting. So I thought you were working for Mr. Oaks and Mr. Oaks was working for you, but now it's making you, you're making very clear that actually you're both working for someone else, collecting money on behalf of someone else, which is actually what I surmised maybe 10 minutes ago. And maybe if you just give me the answer, then we could have saved all this back and forth. Fuck me, Mr. Oaks. I'm starting to suspect that this man isn't working for the Germans at all, but it's some kind of detective. Oh, well, you get me, Mr. Steinweg. I'm beginning to work for this, that believe that this man is not working for Mr. Oaks, in fact, at all, but he's actually you working for someone else, maybe some kind of nightclub, maybe some kind of gambling den. So maybe these guys are going to give us some information or else are we going to report them to our friends at the force? You think you're going to report us to your friends on the force? No, I don't think I'm going to report you to my friends on the force. I don't think you're going to report us to your friends on the force. I happen to know the head of the police force is, uh, well, I believe he's a friend of ours. Isn't that right, Mr. Oaks? Mr. Oaks says he. So what do you know about Keziah Mason? Never heard of him. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I think we're wasting our time here. Mine hair, I say, to sleep. Does feel like that, but... Uh, but Mr. Oaks is fascinating to me. Mm. Listen, if you can show us the body, then that's good enough. And we'll be out of your hair and we'll leave your little friend in there alone. I'm not worried about you giving any trouble to my little friend in there or getting out of my hair. I want to know what you can give us in return. We show you the body. What can we get in return? Well, what are you looking for? I'm looking for information about who you work for and whether uh, whether lighters maybe ever try to gamble away some papers. What papers? Well, that's what I'm asking you. What papers? I never heard of no papers. Mr. Oaks, have you heard of papers? He shakes his head. Uh, can I do a psychology check on them? My yeah, yeah I, 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 I was tempted whether... to ask the same. Just to see whether they do know anything about these papers. Uh, failed. Can I, can I join in on that? Yes. I have done very well on my psychology check. So if they are lying, I will be aware. They, they, they're not lying, but they are now very interested in valuable papers. Yes, of course. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps this is a waste of everyone's time, Mr. Oaks. They start walking back to the car, and uh, as they get into the car, Shaughnessy turns back to you and he says, I think we'll meet again. Oh, I have no doubt of it. I sincerely hope so. All right, then. If you change your mind about showing us that body... I'm sure we can come to some kind of arrangement. Where would we contact you? Like I say, I think we'll meet again. Oh, yeah. The car pulls away. And you watch as it drifts off into the mist. Hello, listener. It's Dom here. We hope you're enjoying Crimson Letters, but I've come to tell you that we'll be taking a short break from this particular noir thriller in order to bring you something equally compelling for the holidays. Next week, we begin our seasonal special, Christmas in Kingsport. Fear not. Crimson Letters will return very soon. And for those who crave a little more human milk of kindness. Over on our Patreon, we have a very special Yuletide offering as we play My Life with Master, 
and present for you the utterly horrific Legend of Sava Pipu. You can join us on that nightmare sleigh ride at patreon.com forward slash apocalypse players, where non-patrons will find the first of its parts for free as a little stocking filler, our gift to you. So, from Joseph, Dan, Danon, and myself, until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.